busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Lately, I've been really thinking about and honing in on this journey called life. I feel like we truly have not yet grasped the proper way to journey. I feel like we try to avoid the things that is are going to strengthen us for the road ahead. I feel like we cut off things too early. I feel like we stay in things too late. I feel like we are misaligned with what we're supposed to be doing. We lose focus. We get distracted. And I realize that all of that happens pretty much with two things. One, you are not in alignment with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not speaking foreignese. He knows exactly what you need. You can hear him. If you have a relationship with God, he has a customized way of speaking to you through the Holy Spirit. Or two, those that you are traveling with, you are packed too tightly. You are packed inadequately and you are not getting to your destination in an adequate time frame. I have truly noticed that the lighter you pack in your emotions, in your mental thoughts, your physical being, in your emotional wounds in your soul, the people that are around you or the things that you tangibly take with you, the lighter you pack, the further you're accelerated. I don't know why that is. Because it makes sense to bring everything with you, right? My son went to go visit New York. And the stuff that he was packing, I'm like, you don't need all these shoes. So we had to get real clever. We, we were tucking in socks and size 13 Jordans. And I'm teaching him how to army roll. And, you know, my daughter's sitting on the suitcase and we're zipping around her and that whole thing. And it just was, he packed a lot for a very temporal stay. And if not careful, that'll go over our heads because I think that we do that. We pack a lot for this temporal stay on this green and blue earth. We pack a lot from one relationship to the other. We pack a lot from one job experience to the other. And we're going from point A to point B, not realizing that God said some time ago that, behold, he's doing a new thing. So when he's going ahead and transferring over new wine, he doesn't do it in the same wine skin. Something about that should ignite us to understand if I'm going to get somewhere different, I'm going to have to walk into it differently. Be it with different people, with a totally different mindset, but whatever it is, God would pinpoint to you what the difference is. And I'll tell you exactly what it came from. I'm not even going to hold you. Uh, so it was a couple of things, but more... <laughs> What really got me there was reading my devotional today. For some reason, Gideon's been getting on my nerves. I ain't going to hold you. Like, I'm that biblical grandbaby is, uh, he is the most, God bless him. Because <laughs> I can't, I just, I can't. But I'm learning so much from him. I really am. I'm, I'm, I think this time around, I'm seeing Gideon a little bit differently. 
First time around, it was real wimpish. Lord, if you're really going to use me, can you make this wet and you make a round and dry? Can you also make Can you also make sure that? It's like, blow your nose, sir. Man of valor, boo, get out of here. Go blow your nose. Tell your grandmama I said, hey. And turn the TV off and go lay down because the Lord finna do lightning and thundering and he's going to do his work and we don't want you interfering. Like, let's just go ahead and put that grandbaby to sleep for the night, shall we? <laughs> because can't nobody use him? I can't be bothered. And so that's how he had me feeling, right? But then I read a little further and I was like, Gideon, like real talk, A, thank you for continuing on even though you knew for a fact that you were inadequate for the task at hand. But you also knew that if God was truly with you, that he will condition you for the call. That you don't got to worry about being qualified and all that quantified and how many people with you. and You don't got to worry about that. As long as you know that you know that you know that God is with you, okay? The church was saying, who should be against you, right? But as long as you know that God is with you, then that means you can go wherever he takes you and be prosperous, period. Or as the young people say, big purr. Uh, before I get into Gideon, I got to, because when something's on my heart, I just need to be able to say it. Right before I called you, I was on the phone with a friend of mine. And she was pretty much giving me an update on what the Holy Spirit was doing in her life. And guess what? And so I'm listening and she's like, and the Holy Spirit just said, don't pick up the phone. And I was like, I'm not going to pick up the phone. And I didn't pick up the phone. And the Holy Spirit told me, nope, when he texts you, don't answer. And I didn't answer. And so, and all of the things that she was saying was very, I can tell the Holy Spirit was really, I don't feel like she was being, you know, a Bible thumper, but I can, I just heard, it was very babe in Christ. And I don't like to use that particular phase because it's all churched out, right? But what I kept seeing in the spirit was a sparkler and her waving around the sparkler going, look what the Holy Spirit is doing. When I know that God wanted her to start lighting firecrackers and boom, amazing herself. You know, and this is the litmus test, when you have become conditioned to a level when you're not even super excited or moved when you're telling a story. When it sounds like you're just telling somebody something in, in happenstance and you just kind of slap on. And that's how I got to be working in my life. And so I had to stop her. I said, uh, can I say something? Because I'm that kind of friend. I said, um, you know, the Holy, the same power that rose Christ from the dead is the same Holy Spirit that you're able to hear. Do you know that not a lot of people can hear the Holy Spirit just in real time the way that you have been experiencing? Do you know that there was a group of people, particularly somewhere in the early, you know, parts of the Bible, where they prayed to God for 400 years and heard absolutely nothing? And so when you are moving around in this earth and all you're using the Holy Spirit for to your capacity that you want to demonstrate as your capacity is a sparkler. We look at this. 
I said, now, if that was your true calling and the capacity that God gave you, I would have celebrated you right where you are. Look at the Holy Spirit working in your life. That's a good grandbaby. That's a good, good grandbaby. It's who you are. I would have made a song about it. We would have sung it all kind of octaves, and we would have went home and had a good old time. But when I know what God is doing in you, when you know what God is trying to do through you, but you instead try to go ahead and perform on previous levels, I can't pretend like you're not wearing a toddler's shoe that's too small for you. I'm not that friend. I had to just blatantly tell her, I have people in my circle, people in my life that eat different. That literally chin check me on certain things so that I can become stronger, so that I can believe bigger, so that I can see God in a different way. And they're making these tremendous moves where I'm like, yo, if God did it for you in real time, like I still believe he could do it for me. And they're going ahead and making leaps and bounds to the point that I'm like, look, I I know that I thought the, the swimming suit was enough, but bro, I'm about to walk on water. Like it's something contagious about somebody walking with the Holy Spirit in a way that you like, I want to do it too. I, I want to live that life too. Man, whatever you eat and give me some of that too. That's like, you ever seen somebody's shoes that you really, really like or an outfit or, or a piece of garment and you were like, ooh, and it got your attention and it caused something in you to want to just ask, where'd you get those? Because something was so appealing on a person that you wanted to know where they got it so that you can just get a piece of it in your size. That's how I feel about the Holy Spirit. People should be living a life so attractive in the spiritual realm that it's manifesting in the physical realm that makes somebody say, ooh, what are you doing? That God is doing that for you. And how can I get some of that? If we're supposed to be the iron that sharpens iron, if we're supposed to be the sandpaper and the shovel that God goes ahead and does something different, if we're supposed to be doing all these great things in and of each other, with each other, through each other, then why are we walking around just swinging each other in the kitty park like, we having a good time when we know we destined for more? Yeah, I'm on one today. <laughs> I'm on one today. I am not the friend that I'm going to continue to play bumper cars with you on a slide when I know I'm too big for this. I will play with you on the level that I know that God prepared you, but do not allow me to partake in something when I know that when you've outgrown it, now we're both being phony, and I can't be a liar to me. Yeah, we're both not going to be extremely too big for this slide, extremely too big. Like, people are looking at us like, do they even have kids? Oh, they playing for real, for real. Like, oh, they came to the park for them? Like, you've outgrown it, and everybody else around you know it, and it's clear, and it's on you. But the only person who won't live up to that is you. So please don't ask me to partake in that. I'm not that friend. I'm sorry. I'm the friend that's like, let's go. What you believe in God for? You, you are you prepared? All right. <laughs> you afraid? Do it afraid. Let's go. You need like I'm I'm that. I'm coming the corner real quick, bruh. I you got 12 rounds. <laughs> I'm gonna give you everything you you need while you in this corner. But when you get out this corner, you better go ahead in the middle of this ring and give it everything you got. You understand that? I'm that friend. And for a while, I've been looking for um something even immensely close to that and I love where I'm at right now I got real riders with me 
People who would challenge my thought process. People who would look at me like, that's what you believe in? Mm-mm, not the God that we serve. Real believers. Real people who want to see some great things happen. People who came from the struggle too and they're like, no, nah, we're not doing it the way our mothers did it. We're not doing it the way our grandmothers did it. We're going to do it differently for our kids in this generation, in this time, on this side of earth. Let's go. <laughs> you understand? And so for the first time in my life, for real, for real, I'm glad that my circle was small. Because it's tough, Lon. You can't cut through something that's thorough. Man, this thing's so tough. This thing's so thick. This thing is cheddar, char- crackle barrel cheese, sir, ma'am. Can't <laughs> You understand? And it made me think about Gideon. Well, I said, you know what? God is doing something pretty dope in this season because regular is just not, it's not acceptable anymore. I, I don't, I don't even want, I'm going to call myself out when I feel like, nah, that, I mean, that, that was cute. That was acceptable. Like I told my friend, I said, um, I dare you to be okay with getting a C in your undergrad and you go home to silence. And I'm getting an A with children and a whole husband at home. I wish you would. Now, granted, everybody's capacity is different. But if you're going to use the Holy Spirit, if you're going to walk in this greatness, if you're going to go ahead and say you're following God, if you're going to do all the things, then at least try your best to do it in excellence. It don't got to be an A. But if your best is a B plus, you need to be striving for that each and every time, no excuses. Each and every time, no excuses. Whatever it is that God assigned you to, you make sure that you show up to that thing in excellence, period, or don't show up at all. Be 100 enough to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to fumble. <laughs> um, I'm going to be some timey, and I'm going to treat this uh, particular assignment like it's a raggedy and all cool, and put it down and let somebody else do it. If you don't have the tenacity to do it thoroughly the way that the prior Moses did, then let Joshua show up and do it right. I mean, that's just why I'm at. I don't want to fake it with myself. I don't want to fake it with nobody else. I don't, I don't want to fake it with God. I don't want to keep it 100 all the way across so that I'm thorough and clear as to where I'm going and who I'm doing it with. And when I read today my devotional, I was like, whoo, total alignment. Total alignment. Like, God, you got me on one and you confirming, like, bro, this is just going to be a winning season. Like, I feel it. So I went ahead and I read in Judges 7. So reading about your boy, the good grandbaby Gideon. And this is where Gideon ultimately defeats the Midianites, right? So pretty much God told him, to, he got up the next morning and was like, all right, I need you to go ahead and, you know, take the armies where the armies of Midian is at, and I need you to do this, that, and the third. So I'm going to go ahead and start at verse 2. So Judges 7, you know, I read in the NLT version. Let's start at verse 2. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. Three, therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. Four, but the Lord told Gideon, ah, there, there's still too many. <laughs> Bring them down to the spring, and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. Five, when Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, divide the men into two groups. 
And one group put all those who cup water in their hands and lap it up with their tongues like dogs. And the other group put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. Six, only 300 of the men drank from their hands. All the other got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. Seven, the Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. Eight, so Gideon collected the provisions and ram's horns of the other warriors and sent them home. But he kept the 300 men with him. Let me explain something to you about the journey of life. You know how in the movies, uh, particularly like when it's wartime and all those other things, and they're getting the people riled up, and they're like, we're going to take them. Yeah. And we're going to do that. Yeah. And we're going to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Who's with me? Yeah. And But most of them is really like, yeah, not so much. I don't really. But it just feels good to make all that noise. That's what I envision here. I envision a who's with me. The thing about it is the scary part to me is that uh, 30,000 plus were willing when 22,000 of them knew they were too afraid to complete the task. I need you to be so close to the Holy Spirit that you can discern who's riding with you just to be a part of the audience and who's really going to get in the mud and fight as as thoroughly as you would. You do not need anybody around you who is competing with your faith. You need, and this is what this particular Bible verse showed me, God took him through a couple of steps. The first step was reduce and eliminate anything that competes with your with your faith. I need you to go down. And these buddies was they wasn't even like I'm not going to try to act like I'm. They didn't even try to hide <laughs> that they were afraid. He simply said to them in verse 3, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. Now, that's a lot of things I'm allowing you to do, but I'm not about to admit from a whole bunch of people that I'm afraid. I don't care who's going home. I don't care if my neighbor went home. I'm like, nah, I think I'm going to wait till he say the second group or something like, whoever loves cheese, like, ah, that's me. Ah. <laughs> you got me, buddy. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. I I, I was going to thug it out until you said something about cheese. I had to be honest. I ain't want to drop dead, you know, because this is how it was going down in the old Bible days. Like, I got to tell the truth all the time. Well, I got to sacrifice a bull, but I don't really want to do it. I kill him. So I'm going to just go home. I'm going to head on out. Ah, SpongeBob style. You understand? Eliminate anything that is competing with your faith. Can you imagine inviting somebody to your wedding who, in the back of their mind, believe it ain't going to work out anyway? Can you imagine calling somebody uh, about a job that you went to or, or interview or something that you're excited about? And in the back of their mind, they're hoping that you don't get it either because um, they weren't able to succeed on that level as of yet. Can you imagine um, 
making somebody your children's godmother or getting so close to someone that your children call them auntie or whatever the case may be in the back of their head um they really despise or are jealous on on the low that you had children or you have something that they don't have and so they're envious of your kids do you know how scary it is to have a whole bunch of people that are brave enough to go with you but if you really peel back the layers, they don't have the character to stay with you. You know how scary that is? Mm. Count me out. <laughs> Count me out. Because if this was in real time, bro, you got 30,000 plus. Like, who can see you? You would have been super hype. Like, you would have been on the gram like, eh, posty. So many people can't even do a pic. I got to do a video panoramic or whatever. And you would have been boasting that the fact that you don't even know that literally half of those people with you don't have the tenacity to stay with you. <laughs> At the first first run of something, they're running, they're a track star. You wanted them to go, but they don't get far. Like, bro, you about to be su surprised at the oddest time. Hmm? Yeah, it, it, it's something as you running forward and somebody's running the opposite way. You're like, what? No, I need you to throw your fist over here, sir. <laughs> like, I don't understand what's going on here. You had the whole Arthur hand. Like, your, your hand was balled up. I saw the fist. Like, why are you not throwing it? Okay. I guess so. Second thing that God wanted to go ahead and show me. We're going to keep reading on because you know I got a lot of stuff to pull. Uh... We still in Judges 7, K okay, great. Uh, I, I guess this whole thing is just, it blows my mind. But I think I'm kind of, I'm proud of the people being 100. Now, I, I would like to believe that every all 22,000 didn't leave because they were afraid. I think some of them was just like, they saw the ticket to go home. And they were like, all right, I'm ready to go home. But even still in that, please, oh, please, is my prayer for everybody and myself. God, don't elevate me with people who are not going to sustain me. And I know that God sustains and does all that. But I really, truly believe that he does his best work through people. And I would hate to, to look and seeing that uh, I'm one of the three pigs that didn't choose to build on brick. You understand? Let's continue to read on. Four. But the Lord told Gideon, ah, so many people still. Bring them down to the stream. And I would test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. You know what the scary part about this? Them folks didn't even know they was being tested. So that that goes to show me that. We should be doing exactly that. I need you in your heart of hearts to ask God, whoever's not supposed to be around me, Lord, show me. Show me who's not supposed to go with me. Show me who doesn't have my best interests at heart. Show me people the way that you see them. The people in my circle. Lord, I understand how vulnerable the circle is. I understand how fruitful the circle can be. But if I'm not surrounded by protection, if I'm not surrounded by people who truly have my best interests at heart and have the things in them that's going to propel me to get to the next level, I need you to show me and I need you to give me the tenacity and the courage to, to let them go once you show me. One thing that I can give Gideon is through, throughout this entire passage that I read, I didn't see wimpy Gideon anymore. 
Lord, if you really want me to let them go, can you show the Gideon that was trying to use the fleece to Lord, can you prove to me that you're going to use me? Can you make the fleece water and then around it dry? Okay, now can you make the fleece dry and can you make a rounded water? He wasn't that getting it anymore. It was whatever God said to do, I'm going to do it. And if God said to let these people go ahead and go on, on a Pharaoh tip, then I'm going to go ahead and do that too. But the one thing that I'm not about to do is keep people with me that God can't use for me. Yeah, I see Gideon different. I ain't going to hold you. And then it made me think, I was like, God, how come you chose the men? Because I just knew reading this that the group of dudes who was cupping the water in their hands and lapping it up like tongues, like dogs. And I was like, oh, he ain't going to choose some grandbabies at all because some grandbabies are barbaric. Like, we don't want no barbaric grandbabies in our corner. Like, that's not good for IG or whatever. And then I was shocked to read, like, oh, oh. Not only did you choose a small amount okay, right, uh, to, to go ahead and continue, why you chose them? And I had to go ahead and chime my, my pastor husband into this one. I was like, babe, how come? And he was so gracious enough to tell me because those who were lapping the water with their tongues like dogs meant that they were alert, meaning they were ready for whatever. If you are in a stream and you got down on your knees and you drinking, you leave yourself vulnerable. So when you don't know how to protect something as minuscule as yourself, then you can't protect them, the assignment. Now I'm adding some of that myself, but I was like, yo, I can see that now. We don't even have the wisdom enough to choose people accurately. Because I wouldn't have chose people who drink like dogs because I don't bark, right? I don't hit you with the mean kibbles and bits. I don't, that's not me. So I would have chose the one who, you know, y'all look a little, but now that my eyes are open a little bit differently, yeah, I don't want nobody that, um, you laying down in the pasture, Swinging, swinging your shins and playing with your toes as you uh drink water, and we're surrounded by enemies, and we in the enemies camp. Like, bro, we don't have no time for that uh level of lackadaisical relaxation. What you doing? We ain't at the spa, bro. We trying to get some water because we can really kill some folks. Like, what you doing? Sometimes you have to be wise enough to step back, to see the posture of a person, to admit to yourself you can't go with me. You're too harsh. You're too brass. You're too soft. You're too whatever it is. Know where you're going so efficiently that you know for sure who can't go with you. And if you feel like that's too much pressure, like me, then you just ask God, bro, move. Move whomever you want, and I won't dare fight you. I ain't going to try to ask for no explanations. How come you don't call me no more? What happened? Is everything all right between? No, if they moved then that means that you are occupying the space that could have been vulnerable for me if I allowed you to go. You understand? Seven, the Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. Eight, so Gideon collected the provisions and the ram's horns of the other warriors and sent them home, but he kept the 300 men with him. And he going to stick beside him. 
that's just it. And the whole entire thing was done because God knew if I allowed a large group of people to go with you, if I allowed for you to think that you got it with your degree, if I allowed you to believe that your networking skills did it, if I allowed for you to even try to muster up that, oh, you know, you came up with the bright idea. If I allow anyone to believe that they produce a miracle in and of their own strength, then what will happen is you are not only sealing the glory of God, but you will never really truly understand that you can do great things with far less. That's why we get so amazed when we see them stories like, wow, he's a painter and he only has feet. He has no no hands. And oh, my gosh, and she has this, that, and the third. And we see people who to the visible eye looks like they, you know, got a little bit of a bad playing card in this thing called life. But then how come they were able to produce so much more than people who have air quotes the advantage? Hmm? Yeah, so my challenge to you is I want you to truly take this conversation to heart and I want you to ask the very, very, the most important question you can ever ask ever, not only to yourself, but to God. Who's with me? Who's with me? Who is with me? And I need you to ask that and Sit in ready mode. Let God move who he wants. Let God bring. Because it, some of us don't have an issue with God eliminating. We cool. Listen, <laughs> I was born by myself or raised by myself. I guess, You know, we're cool with having a very small circle. But maybe you're that grandbaby that when God wants to bring somebody else in, you're like, mm, now nah, I reached my cap of friendship a long time ago. Lord, I'm sorry. Y'all. <laughs> yeah, God, I'm a pass on that. Let God move how he wants to move. Let God shape how he wants to shape. Let God paint how he wants to paint. If you truly believe that he's going to make your picture beautiful. The picture of your life. Do you understand that? All right, listen. I feel like you got what you needed. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl, okay? I need some water. I ain't going to hold you. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go, okay? We'll talk later? Yeah, we will. Okay. Later. <laughs>